What's up, everybody? This is the Bible Bunker with uh, me, Zach, and Michael, and we're going to talk uh, a little bit about evangelism. And Michael, just kind of, what's your understanding or experience with evangelism? Um, I'm American, and I'm like in the 21st century, so I'm not very good at it, and I'm nervous to do it all the time. I've done it a couple. Actually. I actually just did it uh, a couple weeks ago. I got to talk about it. He, this boy that I work with asked me about um, like what I want to be when I'm older. And I just was like, usually I'm kind of like, it takes me a while to get the courage. But I just said it. I was like, I'm going to be a pastor. He was like, how come? And I told him like, yeah, I mean, God's just changed my life and blah, 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 blah. I told him, I told him all this stuff and it was awesome. It was great. But I was shaking the whole time because of how nervous I was. I've done it a couple times, but I've never... Um, I think it's so common for Americans to be nervous about it, and I'm nervous about it, and Zach doesn't seem to be nervous about it because I think because he has an African mentor. Um, and no, I get nervous about it. Well, less than me, I'm sure. But what about, what about you? Well, I started, like, my first introduction to evangelism was growing up in the South. Like, you hear street preachers there... And there's event, literal evangelists that go from town to town speaking in like revival tents. And um, and one of the things that turned me off from the evangelist kind of thing was one of the guys spoke at a Bible camp and like 30 people came up front for the altar call. He said, does anyone want to pray the prayer of salvation with me? Put your hand up. And... I felt like a pressure, and that's why I put my hand up. But I didn't feel like... It, there was no knowledge there. It wasn't repent, turn your life towards Jesus, turn it away from your own kingdom and your own desires, and put your eyes on Jesus. It was, say this prayer with me. And it was, I love you, Jesus. Please forgive me. I believe that you rose from the dead. And then he's like, everyone come up. And I, I went up, and... Uh, it was one of the times where <coughs> there were just cute girls also <coughs> who were crying and probably actually got saved. <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, I was just like, well, I feel a little pressure. That cute girl's going up. I could go hold her hand up there. Like, well, and we could say we got saved at the same time. Yeah, it was really weird. But then I learned like <laughs> 10 years later after I didn't live there anymore, he was caught having a different woman in every city he spoke at. Like, he, he had a woman, single actually, lady, really? yeah, that he would go to their, her house, and he was a player. Like, he, much like Ravi Zacharias, this world-known evangelist. So, we don't, they don't have a great name, like, calling yourself an evangelist. Or these televangelists who fly around on private jets, and Kenneth when they're, when they're asked out. why, he's like, I gotta get around the world to share the gospel. Like, okay, sure. Or one time he was asked about it, Kenneth Copeland. I don't know if anyone here knows him, but I, I know you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he, um, yeah, he, he said, I don't want to be, I, I think he said, literally, I don't want to be flying around with, like, you demons. Like, I, I think he literally you said demons, that. You dirty people. But then he got asked about it, and he yelled at the reporter oh. and started talking about the Ephesians 6 passage, talking about demons or, you know, like that, um, we do not fight with flesh and blood. And it was so yeah. random and weird and, like, kind of demonic. It yeah. seemed kind of demonic. And Well, Satan knows how to quote scripture. I know. Yeah, um, he did it with Jesus. But with evangelism, I just had this picture of I have to be up front, speaking out loud. Or uh, when I went to Bible college, there was a surf evangelism class that I took. 
and you'd start the day by going out and surfing and the guy who started it was a natural evangelist he was very comfortable in that environment surfed all his life and he would just chill with yeah he would just chill with someone out on the waves waiting for the next wave and He'd be like, hey, man, what do you think of... Oh, literally what? surfing. Surf, surfing, yeah. Oh. He'd be like, where do you think all this came from? Like, isn't this beautiful? And the guy's like, yeah, I don't know, bro. And he's just like, God made it. Isn't that cool? Like, God made you. And He was so good and natural. And so I thought I had to be like him. And then he would hand out tracks. And so I tried to hand out tracks. And me and my cousin went to school at the same time. And we're walking around, not a lot of success. People are like, uh, sure, I'll take that. I'm like, you want to hear about Jesus? And they're like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. <laughs> like, uh, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Thumbs up. Okay, so you And then we were walking by this alley, and there's like a restaurant down the alley. And me and my cousin, who are both six one big guys, uh, turn and see this lady coming out. And I didn't realize that we're blocking the alley. <laughs> like... And I've reached my hand out, like, I was about to say, do you want, would you like to take this? It's about Jesus. I don't know what I was going to say. Something really awkward. Oh. And she swings her purse. She's like, get away from me. And I was like, whoa, okay, what, I'm sorry, what's it? And she runs off like we were going to oh, rob her. Oh, so you were like, like, oh. She thought we were going to rob her. And we realized afterwards, like, oh, she probably thought we were blocking the alley to, like, snatch her purse. It's like tall, awkward Mormons. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so I learned quickly, that's not my natural ability. But what I have learned over the years is the thing about the surf teacher who would evangelize out there on the surf, so cool. he was comfortable there. Like, he, so he oh. was, he had respect of was people there. Yeah, he was really good. Um, an older French dude. And he could like hang 10, like he'd get out, Whoa. get his board locked into a wave, and then he'd walk to the front of it and hang all of his toes off the end. Uh, like, I don't even know how that's possible. It was amazing. I was terrible. Like, to he's the out fun. there doing cool stuff. Everyone else is Californian in our class, so they can do it naturally as breeding. And me and my cousin <laughs> are like, <laughs> we can't even get over the first wave without <laughs> flipping backwards. And like, you get caught and you spin and you're just like, <clears throat> like choking. Man, we need to get a camera so you yeah. can see what Zach just did. And as soon as you get up for air, another wave hits you in the face. Uh, and then we're a mile down shore. We where don't even know this? where we are in California. Is there like sharks out there? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. But that where we surfed that. that year was the number one place for shark attacks. And all my friends in that class knew that and didn't tell me because they're like, well, then you wouldn't come. I'm like, yeah, you're right, I wouldn't come. I could have I died. You did that to me. One of my, well, this is off topic. I did get stung by a stingray. On the foot. Oh, my. Peed on it. That's only for <laughs> jellyfish. So it didn't work. I infected it. It was swollen uh, up to the size of a softball on the bottom of my foot. And they had to, like, get in there and dig out the piece of the tail barb that was still ow. digging into my foot. It felt like someone grinding a dagger in the bottom of my foot. Uh, <laughs> and then I got some really good medication. I don't remember the, the next two days. But anyway, back to evangelism. <laughs> I think in the last podcast, yeah, we we were uh, talking about how much I love basketball, and I love playing uh, like backyard football, flag football. I started a turkey bowl that is like almost 100 people a year now in the big tournament, and we play every weekend. But I've always loved sports, and it was because we moved a lot. And I realized if I'm good at sports, really good at sports, that's how I can make friends quickly. Because I was shy and awkward, and before I, I was good at sports, we'd move, and 
we moved every couple of years, really. My dad was a pastor who was just starting and you have to take the next job to go up the ladder and all that. But, uh, I would, I just hated the first couple of weeks of sitting by yourself in the lunchroom. And like, there was always a really weird kid who would want to be your friend first because he didn't have any friends. And I was fine with that. But like, then no one is going to talk to me because I'm hanging out with the kid who smells like diapers. Like, <laughs> and we would always stay friends. I wasn't that kind of kid who was like, oh, now I'm friends with other people, so you're not my friend anymore. That's a perfect kid to um, evangelize to, though. Yeah, well, and and I was just, that was just part of my life. I wouldn't, I was raised to not think of people as different, even if they smelled weird. Like That's good. And I'd always stand up for kids who got picked on because my big brother picked on me, and I hated that. So I was grateful for those kids, but selfishly, I wanted to be with the cool kids. And so I realized if I could just be good at sports... I could be cool immediately. Um, and it became a source of pride and self-worship. And I had a altar to Michael Jordan. And before every game, altar. yes, I had a poster with candles. And no. before every game, I would like say, like, be with me. And I'd, I'd meditate like in Michael Jordan's playground. It shows him picturing himself before the game. And I would picture myself as Michael Jordan playing in a high school game. <laughs> and then I would like kiss my hand, touch the poster and like, Love you, Mike. Like, he was my god. And so I got good enough of basketball to play in college and, and ended up choosing to be a pastor instead. So I wasn't amazing. I thought I was amazing. I, I was decent. So, but anyway, now, as a youth pastor 15 years ago, 14 years ago, wow. I jumped in on open gyms, and you get respect so easily being just by being good at a child's game. Um and for the first five years and even into marriage, I would go just to destroy people. And, uh, like, I'd talk trash and have to repent and apologize. But uh, what I, one time my wife came um, and just said, you're a jerk. Like, I don't like you when you're playing basketball. And that, like, cut my heart. Like, oh, she's absolutely right. So I prayed a lot. Like, should I give up basketball? And then, and I just got the feeling, like, just use it for God. Use it for God's glory. And so the next time I went, I prayed, like, God, help me to love these guys that I'm playing with and not hate them and try to destroy them. It was like my last place where I didn't have to act like a Christian, even as a youth pastor. I ah, could just be myself. One of those last squares that, you know. Yeah, love. when I, I thought of it like that, oh, I'd just be myself. But is that myself or is the one who loves God and my wife and my kids myself? And so I started to invite to church or just ask them what they think about God or... Um, and they started to respond, and guys have come to church. I've baptized several of them with basketball and football. And at a point, like pinpoint it back to that guy who was great at surfing, and he was comfortable there. And so it was on a level of respect that he could share the gospel. Whereas me, they're looking at me, and I can't even make it past the first wave. They're like, I'm not listening to that guy. Like, he can't even figure out the fundamentals. Uh, but with men, you have to earn a level of respect. And so with football and basketball, for me, it's it's the thing that God has gifted me to be good at that I can use as a platform to share the gospel. So everybody, every human being that God made is good at something. If you love hiking, invite a bunch of friends to go hiking and say like, wow, God's creation is insane, isn't it? And like invite them to church later, but get that relationship. And we have this picture of Paul just jumping into cities and start just getting up on the town square and shouting like a street preacher. Like that's everybody, what I was say. that's not what types. he did. 
He didn't do that. sharing with people that you don't know and people that you do know. And I way more successful sharing it with people that you do know, obviously, that trust yeah. what you're going to say. But we, Paul would go to places, maybe he didn't know them, but he went to the place where people talked about spiritual things. He went to synagogues first every time. Where he fit in to that yeah. group. That's and when he went yeah. to Athens, they didn't have like a, a synagogue that could reach a lot of people. He went to uh, the uh, something, Opolis. He went to the hill where everybody talked about. Hierapolis? Oh, I can't remember. I should know this. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to say something extra stupid. I know. I'll just be stupid. Um, but he went where they talked about philosophy and debated, and he talked about his God. All those gods that you have made statues to, mine's the unknown one. And so find what you're gifted at, what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, because yeah, that, that, like, where do you get life from? Because so many people want to evangelize and get into ministry, and it just stresses them out. They burn out, they quit. Like, I know more, by far more people that used to be pastors than are pastors. It's about a seven-year burnout rate. Um, but maybe people never, sh- they shouldn't have been pastors. Maybe they should have been a Sunday school teacher or been that person that shows up to every, th- every, every study and meeting and blesses everybody just by their sweet spirit. Like, who knows what it is, but you are good at something and you can invite someone else into that and create a relationship that earns a hearing where they're like, I just like you. You could say anything to me and I would know that you love me. And say you love people. Like after a month or two of knowing people, be like, hey, love you, man. Like it hits people in a weird way. Because especially men don't say I love you a lot. I say it maybe too much. Maybe I talk to a guy twice. I'm like, love you, man. He's like, what? what? I, I'm not like that. I'm like, no, no, not that way. Like, no, I'm not gay. Like, no, like I love, I like you. Never mind. Love you. Like. But You'll it's, it's better to be awkward in sharing of yourself than awkward in holding yourself back from people. Yeah. So that's my, my number one like encouragement for people in evangelism is find where God has blessed you with gifts and strengths and use those. And stop. we need to, as Christians, stop thrusting ourselves into awkward situations that have nothing to do with our strength. And then we think we failed but it's because we're not we're using our weaknesses rather than the strength that God has given us. Yeah, the surfer thing is a good example. Where you're comfortable at is the best place where you're going to reach people. Yeah, well, where people are going to respect who you are quickly because you put the time in, you exactly. put the work in. Yeah, it's not going to come easily. You got to yeah. be good at something. It could be you're really good at taxes, and so you do someone's taxes. <laughs> no, really, like you do someone's taxes for oh, them yeah. for free, and they're like, oh, "Wow, yeah. like I really appreciate that. You did a great job. Like you're just a nice guy." And like, yeah, well, God's been good to me. Like, there's so many ways yeah. to identify with Christ by using what you're gifted at. That's my dog, Bo. He's a dummy. <laughs> All right, you guys. Evangelism. Find what you're good at. Use it in the best way you can. Pray about it. And we'll see you in the next one. Later. <laughs>